Well, I like Led Zeppelin and David Bowie and all, all of them. I, I like everybody. I was very much into music. I need a dollar, 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 that's what I need. The Beatles, Beach Boys and everything. My name is Patty Smith and you're listening to Sounds from the Street. And if I share with you my story, would you share your that's Army veteran and Street Sense vendor number four, Patty Smith. And as she just sang, this is Sounds from the Street, a podcast about homelessness and life on the margins. I'm your host, Adam Campy. Born in Mississippi, raised in Pennsylvania, Patty Smith now calls Washington, D.C. home. It's here where she spent the last decade selling Street Sense. She started in 2005, two years after the paper was founded. Like many struggling with housing stability, her life has been steeped in unexpected setbacks, bad luck, bad relationships, and bad health. In fact, she just got out of the hospital for pneumonia when we met two weeks ago. Since then, she's gotten much needed rest, buoyed by the fact that she now has a place to call home. One constant that's helped get her through tough times is music. Patty loves music. She's always singing, taking the pain and the grief of life, otherwise known as the blues, and transforming it into song. And I sing more beautiful than I can talk. But it all comes from um, the different songs, you know, the different songs. Like, um, you made me weep, da, 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 I want to die, da, 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 because I've been loving you and caressing you and touching you when you're not near and I'm all by myself you're with another and you're loving her and you're touching her and you're caressing her while it's tearing me apart and it's tearing me apart how do you know who you haven't found with and who my voice just goes real far when I'm outside yeah. But it don't go far when I'm inside, you know? I better not sing too loud when I'm inside. <laughs> Be like, who is that singing? Stop that. Stop that. <laughs> you know? You know what? I think that would be a beautiful interruption. I think people would be like, where is that siren song <laughs> coming from? You know? <laughs> Suddenly, like, Nina Simone is... <laughs> Everybody equated with Nina Simone. I don't know why. I've heard, I've heard them say Nina Simone so much. I don't know again how to describe it because I don't have a, a musical vocabulary. But there's like this, uh, like this deep kind of okay. This thing in your throat. It's it's reminiscent of Nina. Where are you from? Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. When you get to Pittsburgh, it's in the Allegheny Mountains. Beautiful country. Uh huh. And and that's um, where you were born and raised. No, I was born in Mississippi, Brooksville, Mississippi. I went to Pittsburgh when I was five and a half years old and went to kindergarten and grew up in Pittsburgh. This is yellow bus, da-da-da-da-da, got bright tutu red lights, da-da-da-da-da, papaka, papaka says, won't you send a little kids to school, da-da-da-da. School days are here again. School I made them two songs 20 years ago. When I opened Baby Business, the typing service, I went around to all the colleges and I put up my typing signs. Uh-huh. And I called it Baby Business. 
Why baby business? Because the African guy I was with told me that, you know, because my aunt had just died. I came to D.C. and he said, anybody can have a baby, you know. So I was a cancer survivor, cancer survivor. And he said, um, why don't we come up with some names? So I came up with the name Baby Business. First it was Patty's Typing to Go. and did it with Baby Business. That's what name I came up with. So it was a, a typing service where you would you would type for college students. For college students, I would type for college students. Uh-huh. I was typing ninety-five words a minute. I just got out the army. So you're a veteran. I'm a veteran. Uh, basic training at AIT. I was Fort Jackson, South Carolina, and then I um, had to went back to Pennsylvania. I got married, went back to Pennsylvania. I married an army guy. Then um, I came back down here with him as a MP unit, National Guard. First, I was in the Army Reserves in Pennsylvania, 302 Battalion on Southside. And then um, I stayed there for a little while. Then I went to the Armory, went to the Armory. You remember the Armory? And they gave me the National Guard. They said, we do not have any services down here that has reserves. We have the National Guard. So I had to join up with the National Guard. So it was um, in Anacostia, 276 MP unit, military police unit. And how long were you in the Army? I was in there five years medical, one year military police. And did you ever leave the the country? We was going to have a desert storm, but I was pregnant. But our home unit was um, not sent to desert storm at that time. When you you left the Army, did you transition into the, the typing career, or was the typing before? Before I got out of the service, I was already in the hospital having a hysterectomy. I got released after I had my surgery. I've gotten that honorable discharge and stuff, but I, I was sitting at home ill. I started off doing temp work, uh, temp work, and that's how my aunt told me to join the service because I started off doing legal and medical. I went to ICM business school for legal and medical secretary. And temporary work didn't have any benefits at that time. And see, my mother and my aunt worked at the same steel mills and was in the unions and stuff, and uh, they wanted me to find benefits. My mother had just lost her property, and my mother had gotten paralyzed. Years later, without a safety net at home and after suffering some health issues, Patty had to find a way to get by, which eventually led her to Street Sense. And I was sitting around the YWCA, my girlfriend told me, well, she told me, why don't you take a typing class at Westmoreland? But it turned out the class was an entrepreneurship class. And then um, I went to Brian McKenzie Info Shop, where uh, the teacher, Mr. Moomin, gave me uh, a computer. And the YWCA women showed me how to use the computer. But Brian McKenzie Info Shop, them college students, George Mason, showed me how to um, go online and job search. And that's how I found Street Sense. Right when it had started. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, was, it began in 2003. It started in 2003, and this is about 2005 when I found it. Well, a lot of women at the YWCA had home care workers. And by me having uh, taken water pills, you know, in bad health or something. she come and clean my room for, I think, 45 minutes, give me $20. And after she left, I went out and sold the newspapers. And I was selling in the nighttime. And then d- decided, um, well, this is recently. This is about 2010. So then after that, I just started doing it in the daytime. And is this the, the YWCA, the Phyllis Wheatley? Yes. 
Rhode Island in ninth. Uh-huh. That's who that was. At what point did you find yourself struggling with homelessness? Mm. Um, I lived in a little pink house uh, right near Howard, Howard University, 1448 Fairmont Street. And um, I had gotten $1,000 behind on rent, so I had to move in with my uncle. That was that summer. And then my mother came and picked me up, and I stayed at my mother's house. Well, we was all getting welfare. My brother was stealing my food stamps and stuff like that. At the time, they gave you paper food stamps and stuff like that. So one of these college students didn't want to spend the night with me. My brother kicked them out. So the next morning, I went to the shelter. That's how I started going to shelter. Miriam's Women's Center in Pittsburgh. And Miriam's Women's Center was designed to find you housing. So in the midst of it, my mother had put me on Social Security. I was sitting at Miriam's Women's Center, and I was going with uh, Terry Kirk, and uh, he had found housing. My Social Security came in, and me and him moved in together. And then um, the first year, I didn't know it was on drugs. Then the second year, um, caught him in bed with another woman and moved back home with my mother. Moved back home with my mother and stayed with her half the time and then stayed with um, Valletta, my girlfriend, half the time. Valletta was getting divorced from her uh, husband, and she needed somebody to um, help her pay the rent. She did not come back down here, and then that's when I went to um, the YWCA, and they found me housing. I'm on disability, I'm on, um, I'm on SSI, and I'm on SSD, and I'm waiting for my Army pension. And... Um, I, th- I think I'm getting part of the benefits, but um, I'm not getting the full pension yet. But enough that you're now in stable Yes, 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 yes. And, and how did that come about? What, what month was that? August, the case manager, Dennis, came and got me. Dottie was here, and Rachel was here one morning at 9 o'clock, and we was all sitting out front. Uh, Rachel said, Hey, Patty, look who's here. It was 9 o'clock, and I'm sitting on the little steps. She said, your case manager here is moving day. So I had my backpack. So he took me up to Willie Towers, and I talked to Miss Betty. She um, did the complete, you know, moving process and stuff, and then she introduced me to Miss Ashley and said, Miss Ashley, go show her her room. And we went up the three flights and showed me my room. It's a yellow room. <laughs> a yellow bed spread and yellow curtains. <laughs> uh, got a dresser and got a, a little end table. Got a, a radio about this big and got a, a lamp. <laughs> Sixteenth uh, of this month, I'll be ten months. That's that's fantastic. Based on the smile on your face and the way you talked about it, it's it's a huge joy. What did that feel like? That moment that you knew, okay, I've been dealing with all this instability. I, I was so sad to leave my friends at the YWCA. Hmm. I was sad to leave them. I, we was going through renovations, and some of the girls moved. Some of the girls moved on their own. And then their case manager moved the rest of the girls. And there was only 40 of us there and us struggling, trying to stick together. And it was so much pain. It was so much pain. Us trying to stick together was very disheartening. 
So by the time all this was over and done with, I was glad. And you'd mentioned Dennis. Uh-huh. Is that, that was your, Dennis your case? Dennis case manager. Okay. He was an African guy. He was my case manager. Did you also work with or have you worked with Julie Turner? That's who I work with now. She's my case manager. Was she involved in helping getting you housing? Her and Dennis was the main ones. She stuck by me. She stuck by me. And look, she came to see me in the hospital during last week. Oh, Patty, oh, Patty, when you get well, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do this. You know, so, you know, Miss Julie Turner, love her, love Miss Julie Turner. I see her every Tuesday. And the majority of the time, if I'm not in any of the workshops, I'll see her on Thursday. What, like, what do you like to do when you're not here at Street Sense, when you're not selling the paper? I'm at home with Willie Towers, with all my buddies, just having a good time. You know, we eat three meals a day at home. Today we ate a pretty good breakfast, and um, I'm hungry already for lunch. But um, after I eat, I'm tired and ready to rest, ready to lay in my bed, talk to my girlfriend, Debbie. She's a street sense worker. And we talk about um, articles and stories and stuff like that. I would really like to um, join our choir, but the one thing about it is, I never have enough money on my smart trip, or some Sundays I have to stay home because I have to wash clothes on a Sunday, wash clothes on a Sunday. You know, it's just terrible. I can't get down here at 7 o'clock in the morning time, you know, so I can't never get no place at 7 o'clock in the morning and stuff like that. I'm going to try, you know, as a good well, it's a good well. Um, I've been smoking cigarettes. Um, I've been buying two and three packs a day. Susan respiratory disease and stuff like that. They put that smoker's patch on me, and they um, gave me the inhaler, and I've been cleared up ever since. So no more smoking? I ain't smoking. I ain't smoking. It's do or die, you know, so I'm going to try to do um, a little bit better with pacing myself and do it better this time. And, you know, as I get older, try to sing better. And Well, there, there's a song that I heard that you do really well. I bet you'll recognize it by the uh, the first couple of notes. Mm-hmm. American woman, stay away from me. American woman, just let it be. Dun, dun. American woman, dun, dun, stay away from me. America, dun, 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 just let it be. All America, dun, 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 dun. she ha 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 ha. Wow. <laughs> Beautiful. So when did you start singing American Woman? A couple years ago. And what does that song mean to you? Why, why do you think uh, you, lo- you like that song so much? Well, I was going with the Puerto Rican guy for real. And um, I had left him and came to D.C. And I met the African guy, you know. So, but my boyfriend died and left me with a baby. And my mother wouldn't let me take care of my baby. And so... so um, I was just going through the changes of being a young woman. I had a baby at 17 and, um, you know, coming down here and things like that. I made a red, white, and blue T-shirt, red, white, and blue T-shirt, and I fashioned myself as the American woman, and I've been singing American woman ever since that day. So Street Sense has been a big part of your life. It's been there for 10 years. What does it mean to you? It means a world of everything to me, a world of everything and stuff. It was the beginning of, of a good job. So all these 
progressions have been over the last 10, 10 years, you know? My last question is, and I've been asking this to everybody, uh-huh. what is your dream scenario in life? I want more independent housing. I don't know if I want to leave the Willie Towers, but they do have, um, see, they have other housing in Willie Towers uh, that is part of our housing complex. It depends on when the pension comes through. That was blues singer and veteran Patti Smith. To learn more about Street Sense, the nonprofit media center dedicated to creating economic opportunities for people experiencing homelessness, go to streetsense.org. To hear more sounds from the street, find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, or iTunes. You can also stream the show on Street Sense's site, streetsense.org backslash audio. Please keep the conversation going on Facebook and Twitter at Street Sense DC. The Sounds from the Street theme song, I Need a Dollar, How to Make It in America, performed by Aloe Black from the album Good Things, used courtesy of Stone's Throw Records. The song was composed by Aloe Black with Leon Michaels, Nick Movshan, and Jeff Dynamite. Used by permission of songs of Cobalt Music Publishing, EMI Blackwood Music, slash Sony ATV. Excerpt of History of an Apology from the album History of an Apology, performed by Paul Rucker and Some Are More Equal, performed by Paul Rucker with Hans Tuber. Both songs written and used by permission of Paul Rucker. The following instrumentals, used courtesy of Creative Commons, The Needle Drop Company, and WFMU's Free Music Archive. Special thanks to The Needle Drop Company. The Dead of Winter by Will Bangs, Mississippi Turnaround by Nick Jana, and Lifting Off Slowly by Adam Seltzer. Now, girl, it's your time to cry and say, na, 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 na. You say, na, 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 na. Please say, na, 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 na. How you like that? <laughs> I like that song. Them are my two favorite songs. Uh-huh.